Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the Internet. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Nice to have you back, Tip. Uh, you don't mean that. No, I really don't. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, although, one thing we should probably bring up to the audience here uh-huh. before we get too far into this. Um, your Lano Yellow Jackets are into the regional final. You're darn stinking right they are. Okay. Something you guys should know now, because now we're close to it. And <laughs> <clears throat> we're going to talk with the head coach of the mighty Lago Vista Vikings, uh, Creighton Phillips, coming up here in a moment, who is taking on those Lano Yellow Jackets. Mm -hmm. But Pickle made a deal with us about, boy, probably a month and a half ago. It was after after they got a big win, and we were like, this Lano team's serious. It wasn't the San Saba win. It was another one. It was, yeah, it was after Step had seen what a team play. Yeah. And we, and what, he was like, what, he, he saw a couple teams back to back that was, mm-hmm, that, and he was like, okay. He, he said, I think, I think if Lano and Jernton played, I think, and this was six weeks ago. Right? Yeah. So this he was, was like, a long he was time like, ago. I, he was like, I would take Lano. Mm-hmm. And so that's when it kind of came into focus. Like, oh, Lano might win region. Yeah. We made a deal, Pickle. We did. Mm-hmm. That if the Lano Yellow Jackets win region four, Mm-hmm. If they play in a state semifinal for first time ever? Yes. For the first time ever. I know for a f- – yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure. Because I know for a fact they haven't been to a state title game. If they I don't play think been to in a, semi. a state semifinal, mm-hmm. then Pickle on Monday. Do you want to do Monday or you want to do Thursday? You have your choice. Let me s- – You can think of it. I got to get my mom to ship it up here. So because let me get on that. Pickle agreed to do the show wearing – my Lano letter jacket. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, you know the stakes this week. Yes. You know the stakes. Do we have first, fourth, fifth, or? We sure do. It was Ed McElroy, William Dyson, Jacob John, and Rob Hathaway. Welcome in, fellas. Today's Monday, November 29th, 2020, 359 days until Thanksgiving. <laughs> Sounds better than 364. Run it back, <laughs> Run it back. <laughs> 
Episode 1075, 1075, the number of batters faced by Mike Paul in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's show, friends, we're going an hour. We're doing it live. F it, we'll do it live. We got Monday morning fallout. We're going to overreact to the football weekend. We're going to talk with Lago Vista coach Creighton Phillips after their big win over Vanderbilt Industrial last week to set up a regional final with the Atlanta Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. We'll, get, we'll hear from Coach Creighton Phillips coming up here. Then we'll reveal the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press rankings for 6A and 5A. Uh, two more weeks this, this week and the next week. Uh, and then the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week nominees, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coaches of the Week. We'll round it all out with a nice campus crawl. Where we actually have college actually have football to like games about. to talk about. I don't know if it's, it's any good. Good, but there's games. We'll talk about it. <laughs> anyway, so big show today, big show today. We have no time to waste. Pickle, hit the arrows. It's time for Monday morning call. Monday morning fallout. Of course, when we overreact to the football weekend, and it was quite a weekend. Chaos. There is quite a weekend. We'll start with my three big thoughts. Thought number one, we finally got to the fireworks factory. We sure did. <laughs> and I, it was I, I, I like to, awesome. I, I, I dust this big thought off about once a year because what ends up happening mm-hmm. is we have a number of uh, it seems like there's always one round and honestly it's usually either the area round or the regional semifinals those are it's round two or round three where the whole texas high school football world decides to go crazy and it's not just i'm not saying that there aren't upsets every week of course there are right we had a we had huge upsets in round one we had big upsets last week in round two mm-hmm. right but the volume and the impact of the upsets that we had this week in the Texas high school football playoffs is quite simply unparalleled. Oh, yeah. It was nuts. And it was all day nuts. Oh. Like, it wasn't like it all happened at once. And that's part of the, that was part of the fun on Friday, mm-hmm. is that because you had games kicking off, I believe the first playoff games kicked off around one. Mm-hmm. And then they went all the way. There were games that kicked off 7.30, right? It seemed like every hour on the hour, we were having big stunners, mm-hmm. okay? The epicenter... I was say the massive explosion. The epicenter is in the 3A Division One bracket. One of them, I would say, we probably could see coming. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Or at least it's not that much of a surprise. Right. That would be... Um, that would be what Malakoff did to Grandview. To Grandview. Malakoff yep. finally, finally got past Grandview on a late field goal uh, to to beat to down the two-time defending three Division One state champions, twenty-four mm-hmm. twenty-one uh, in a fa- fabulous game. Fabulous game. Oh, it was awesome. Came through in a big way, and so Malakoff gets through. So they knock off what was the number two, two. team in the final three Division One rankings, according to Dave Campbell's Texas Football. That was one we thought we saw coming. Right. The other one, I don't know... Was so far out in left field. <laughs> I don't know if anybody saw it coming. Uh. And that was Jim Ned's win over Brock. And that step was there, and he was giving us reports, and, and he came out pretty much in the first quarter and said, dude, Jim Ned's kind of throttling Brock right now. Yeah. The number one team in 3 Division One, and I thought, my pick to win the state championship in 3 Division One, mm-hmm. and I thought probably... 
I mean, I keep saying this, but I think it's it's true. I, I'll just say, I thought they were the favorite to win 3A Division One. Yeah. Plain and simple. I thought they were. 1916, Jim Ned on a late field goal mm-hmm. beats him. So 3A Division One is now, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Just Who's open. the favorite? Is Malakoff the favorite? Is Jim Ned, Ned the, the favorite? favorite? Mm-hmm. Uh, is the favorite coming from the other side of the bracket? Is the fa- I mean, like, we haven't talked a ton about, you know, we're going to talk with La- uh, Lago Vista coach mm-hmm. uh, Creighton Phillips coming up. They got a big game this week against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Why not them? Columbus beat Yoakum. Colum- Columbus beat Yoakum. Which they was get, big. They get Hallettsville. Hallettsville's been unbelievable. They've got Jonathan Brooks cooking. 3 one got a huge facelift. But that was not the only chaos that went on. Caddo Mills beats Pleasant Grove. Yeah. So for the first the time. Foxes. So for the first time since 2016, Pleasant Grove won't be in the title game. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're, they're out. Cattle Mills takes down Pleasant Grove. You also had Munster taking down Hamlin mm-hmm. in 2A Division Two, which we thought, I thought personally, this was me, mm-hmm. I thought we were careening towards Mart versus Hamlin. Oh, yeah. I know Hamlin had a, a, a tough injury that went down, I think, in the first round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. and that stinks. But give credit to Brady Carney and the Munster Hornets for pulling off an upset. Yeah. There were tons of these well, everywhere you looked. The other thing is, too, I mean, even in the 6A realm, if we want to get out of playoffs sure. for a second, Prosper and Allen came yeah. down to the wire. Uh, Prosper very nearly beat Allen. Like a minute and three seconds left or came, something like came, that. Yeah, had the lead. It, it, you know, very nearly took down Allen at their own house. It was a wild week, and it was across the board everywhere you looked. There was just simply chaos across the Texas high school football landscape. And and it was just one of those weeks that we kind of started we kind of sniffed out early. It's like, ooh, this might be one of those times mm-hmm. where everything's going crazy. That's thought number one. Thought number two: college football, your weekend woof. Woof. <laughs> it was like talk about flipping a switch from the football Friday to college football Saturday. Yikes! Let's 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 just let's just ask a question. Okay. Who in the Texas college football ranks this weekend do you think played well? Okay. I think there's one answer. One answer. I think UTSA TSA. played well. Mm-hmm. UTSA played very well in their win over North Texas. Yes. Who else? There are teams that won. Yeah, like Baylor had Baylor, an exciting win, Baylor but won. it wasn't good A&M, football. A&M won. Yeah. TCU won and ran away from Kansas, but I don't know if I would categorize any of those performances as good. Good. I would categorize those as less bad than their opponent. Texas was ugly against Iowa State. Oh, yeah. SMU fell behind like 42-14 at halftime to East Carolina and ended up losing by uh, 14. Mm -hmm. Texas Tech gave up Half a hundreds to Oklahoma State. Yep. North, North Texas looked worse than they've ever looked. Got torched. Texas State came out in the first quarter and looked okay, and then got blown away by Coastal Carolina. I don't know if that's necessarily a surprise. A and M was sloppy against LSU, at least offensively. Mm-hmm. And then Baylor, ugh, <laughs> not just... good against Kansas State. That was yeah. that was horrific. Yeah, but they won. They won. And then, and then TCU, TCU is the weird one because TCU, they win by 
36. <laughs> they win by 36 over Kansas, and yet I watched that game, and I'm like, oh, they're not yeah. playing super well. I mean, that uh, to me, that says more about how bad Kansas is than it is necessarily against TCU. And I think the most disappointing thing is it's not like people were like, they had like a really good game and just fell on the short no. side of the stick. Like It was just gross from start to finish I, yeah, part, I think part of it was a little bit of weather there was like some rain and yeah, stuff whatever that gives a you a little bit of an excuse but there were also, it was also just not a pleasant it was not a particularly gratifying watch uh, for Texas uh, college football this weekend and thought number three a disparate week 15 yeah. we're in a weird spot in the season okay so this is the final week of the 6A and 5A ranks mm-hmm Take that, put that to the side, put it in the parking lot. We're going to put that in the parking lot. We're going to come back to that parking lot. Where are we going back we to? We're in the regional finals of the playoffs in 4A and below. In fact, we're in the state semifinals of the 1A playoffs. Mm-hmm. Okay, We're going to punch our first four tickets to AT&T Stadium this weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay, Those games, I don't need to tell you that the regional finals in Texas high school football, uh, I... I mean, I don't know if there's a game I'm not looking forward to. I think they're all yeah. great. They're oh, all yeah. really good in their own way. There are some games that I think there are favorites. Mm-hmm. There are some games I think that they may be clear favorites. But like, I think all of them are going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay, because we're at the regional finals. We're in the elite eight of these team of these brackets. Okay, all those games are going to be great. On the six A five A front, you have an extremely odd week because of 2020. A lot of teams built-in week 11 bye weeks. Specifically so that if they had an outbreak, they had some flexibility. Uh, But furthermore, if they were able to, they would like that week off, get as many games in as quickly as you can. That's what they did. They wanted to take week 11 off. Week 15, what is now? As a result, it's a huge bye week in the 6A and 5A ranks. There's something like 31% of the teams are not playing this week. Mm Mm-mm. And furthermore, a lot of these games are makeups, and there are some games that are super interesting, but also it's a just a pretty overall thin slate in the 6A and 5A mm-hmm. ranks. So you've got these two different worlds that Texas high school football exists in right now. You have banging playoff games. Mm-hmm. Just unbelievable, fantastic, can't-miss playoff games. Going on with what is a pretty lackluster week in the big schools. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's it's just going to be an odd week, and obviously next week is going to be crazy town banana pants because oh, yeah. it's going to be the first round of the big school playoffs mm-hmm. going along with the uh, going along with the, uh, the the semifinals of the small school playoffs. It's going to be crazy, but this week it's just a little bit odd. I do think, and I was going to say this when I looked at the different views on the picks videos last week, the small school playoffs had a pretty significant amount more watches than 5 and 6 eight, and mm-hmm. I just thought like there's a part of me that thinks that's oh, a little bit cool just yeah. because usually it would not be that way and mm-hmm. the fact that people have like adjusted to oh hey small school ball isn't bad either like that yeah. I thought that was pretty cool yeah. so go y'all good job those are my three <laughs> big thoughts three helmet stickers a helmet sticker for China Spring quarterback Major Bowden they can't be stopped right now guys Mm-mm. China Springs on a heater uh, and Major Bowden was, was fantastic. 185 yards and four touchdowns on the ground for the signal caller for the Cougars who get a shot at number one this week. They get a shot at Carthage. UTSA running back Sincere McCormick. Uh, easily the best player in the state this week. Mm-hmm. Easily. Um, and he set a UTSA rushing record 
in their game. He was unstoppable against North Texas. And what I appreciated about him was that it wasn't just a couple of long runs. It was four, five, six yards at a clip as well. And he was just sensational. Sincere McCormick's... I mean, Isaiah Spiller's obviously been great for A&M. There's a couple of other running backs who have been very good. He has been no worse than the co-best running back in the state. He is outstanding. Mm -hmm. So... A uh, helmet sticker for UTSA running back, Sincere McCormick. And a helmet sticker for the Euless Trinity offensive line. Euless Trinity played at Haltom on Friday. Friday? Yeah, Friday afternoon. It's like Friday morning. I think it was like 11 a.m. kick. Um, and they, the offensive line, eight against Haltom. They paved the way for 630 rushing yards in their 56-10 win over Haltom to clinch the District 3-6-8 title. So helmet sticker to the big hog mollies there at, U at Euless Trinity. Three teams to watch. The Beckville Bearcats are through to the regional final. Uh, a team that was 2-8 and eight last year. A team that we had ranked 19th in their own region mm. to start mm. the year. Yeah, they said, y'all are dumb. <laughs> is in the regional final. Uh, what a job by Cody Ross, the coach there at Beckville. UTEP, and not for a good reason. I think, so if you didn't hear, UTEP has uh, paused their activity, their football uh, activities. And they, uh, they've already canceled their game this week against Southern Miss. Mm -hmm. I think there's a fair chance they're done done. Yeah, as their their other game was supposed to be a makeup with North Texas, and I think and that I it's wonder, kind of I wonder like, if Conference USA mm -hmm. is just going to look at them and be like, you guys won't be done? Yeah. You guys won't be done? So keep an eye on that. We'll have, of course, whatever coverage we're going to have for UTEP on TexasFootball.com. Uh, but there there is a – I think there is a, a pretty decent chance that they're just done done. You have a face. Huh? Oh, no, you're good. You're making a face. And Lancaster. So Lancaster's an interesting team. This is a team that's, I believe, number... Well, we'll get to the rankings here in a moment. They're top... They're ranked in... Uh, <laughs> surprise, surprise. In 5A, in 5A Division 2. 5A Division 2? That sounds right. Uh, 5A Division 1. One of them. 5A. But they are in a district that they're just a lot better than. They're in a oh, district yeah. with a ton of Dallas ISD teams that they're just a lot better than. They've been crushing people. Well, this week they finally got, they had a makeup game, or not a makeup game, but they were able to put together a game with Grapevine, pretty decent Grapevine team, and they hammered them, 61-21. We were waiting for a team kind of in their weight class to for them to take on, and they went through in a big way. Uh, so keep an eye on Lancaster. Three to see. Here we go. Here we go. It's, it's that week. week. It's Shiner Refurio <laughs> Week. It's Shiner Refurio Week. It's Shiner Week. One o'clock Saturday at the Alamo Dome. One o'clock Friday. I'm sorry. Friday. One Friday. So we're going to get off the air quick on Friday. Yeah. Because I am not hanging out with you fools when I could be watching Shiner Refurio. Yes. Love you. Agree. Houston and SMU. We're going to get to see that game. Um, who rules the roost in the American Athletic Conference? Can SMU bounce back after a super disappointing loss to East Carolina? Mm -hmm. uh, we will find out as they take on uh, Houston. And 7 o'clock Thursday at Globe Life Park in Arlington. Really interesting clash in styles. Eastland and Gunner in 3A Division II. Uh, you've got the wide open spread there with uh, uh, with Baron Morton and Eastland who pulled out a really gutty win over Holiday going up against the kind of pistol option attack from Gunner. Um, I think this game's going to be fascinating. If you like different styles of offenses, this mm -hmm. is the game for you. 7 o'clock Thursday at Globe Life Park in Arlington. Those are three to see. That's Monday morning fallout.
We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DTTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. So, here's a cool thing. I want you to go to TexasFootball.com, and I want you to go to TexasFootball.com slash store. Okay? If you go to TexasFootball.com slash store, we have... All of our ba- all of our magazines, all of our magazines, right? So if you want to buy uh, an edition of the 1984 uh, edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, or a 1969 edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, you can. You can pick up. You can fill out your collection, right? The reason I'm bringing it up today, if you use the promo code Cyber Cyber C Y B E R, use the promo code Cyber, 25% off. Okay. So like for example, I think the most expensive magazine we have in here is 1969. 1969, James Street on the cover, okay? If you don't have a 1969 edition, it's 200 bucks. 25% off. Yeah. Think about that for Christmas gifts, okay. too. Yes. Like, we're in baby Jesus season. It's Christmas season. <laughs> so, uh, textofall.com slash store. Use the promo code CYBER. I believe that is good only today. Yep. So, get on it. Jump on it. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. And let's bring in the head coach of the regional final bound Lago Vista Vikings. We're joined by Coach Creighton Phillips. Coach, how are you? Coach, do you read me? Coach, do you read me? Uh-oh. Pickle, what'd you do? Hello? Coach, do you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, this is going great. <laughs> Hold on. We're going to call you back. I'm going to try to reconnect. Reconnoiter this. Hear me now. Coach, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, fantastic. There we, we go. did it. We did it. Creighton Phillips, head coach, Lago Vista Vikings, joining us. Coach, how are you? <laughs> Man, I'm awesome. Uh, how are things in beautiful Lago Vista, Texas? Uh, pretty exciting right now, <laughs> you know. Uh, things have been going pretty well. I would say so. You guys are coming off of a thrilling uh, 18 to 14 win over Vanderbilt Industrial in the three division one regional semifinals. Um, uh, I just from from your perspective, um, last week, and we'll get we'll get to what's coming up this week as well. But how critical, how big as far as the trajectory of this program was that win to take down a really good Vanderbilt Industrial team in the regional semifinals? How important was that, not only for continuing your season this year, but just for, for, the, for the future of, of this Lago Vista program? Well, that was, by definition, a program win, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what you're getting at. This is uh, a program that's fairly young as far as uh, standards are in the state of mm-hmm. Texas. You know, football's only been a sport at Lago Vista since about 2000. And so the the tradition is something that takes time, you know, to build the the belief that you're supposed to win. The you know all those things are, you know, they're kind of coming together. It's a process. Um, and so for this for this team to be able to accomplish what it has this year, uh, being kind of a, an underdog and a you know and also ran in a lot of people's books to start with. Um, to come out and continue to fight and battle and, and get those wins, I think creates excitement in our town and our school um, and within the program itself and just kind of changes who they, you know, who the kids believe they are and who they're supposed to be going forward. You guys are uh, a, a team that I think you went about this win in a particularly 
I mean, gutty way. You know, this was not this. I don't think anybody's going to hang this game in the Louvre as far as like the prettiest game they've ever seen. But you guys won with defense and special teams. You didn't rely on hit, going out there hitting you know ninety yard pass plays or anything like that. Is that particularly yeah. satisfying for you to to win a game? I don't want to say ugly because I know it's pretty to you, but at the same well, time, is it- that satisfying? Yeah, that ugly is not a. It's not. That's not unfair. Um, non-traditional, yeah. I guess, uh, would be a more PC way to put that. Um, you know, the defense, you know, gets a 94-yard interception return for a touchdown. The special teams gets a 75-yard uh, kick return for a touchdown. The offense doesn't actually score a touchdown in the game. Um, contributed, you know, we kind of joked. It's like, well, I'm glad we got those five points that we did contribute offensively. <laughs> uh, we kicked a field goal, and we came in and converted a two-point conversion. Um, and so it was absolutely non-traditional, and it was it was a it was a point of pride for me. Uh, Post game, I got I got pretty fired up, you know, with the kids and and talking, and they were pumped. Um, and it's something that we talk about every week. We're we're not a you know, we're not a, hey, we'll just get it to this guy team. That's just not who we are. We don't have this guy. Uh, we have a bunch of dudes that get out there and they just get after it every week. They all, they they understand their role. They they uh, they take pride in it and they just play their tails off. And there's not a, well, you know, this, this one receiver or this one running back or this one giant lineman or who, you know, there, there's not a guy that just over and over, uh, is the one that we count on. It is absolutely a team effort every time. And to, to get a win uh, as non-traditional as it was, I think was actually pretty exciting for the team and all those involved in those things that maybe don't always get the, the publicity that they should. Tom Creighton Phillips, head coach of the Lago Vista Vikings here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. Coach, you guys are, uh, you're, you're there in, I believe, is this, your, this is your fifth year there. At uh, at Lago Vista, six year, six, six year Lago Vista, uh, and you had success everywhere you've been. You were you were uh, you know took took uh, the Garrison to the playoffs. Uh, you had a, a number of fantastic years at Garrison, a number of fantastic years at Sonora, and you take over a, a Lago Vista team that look needed a jolt. You know your first year two and eight. You know it wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. what you guys were or what up to the standards. I know you're hoping to set. What's the difference now? the biggest difference between the program that maybe you inherited and the program uh, that, that you're seeing right now in the regional final? I think, uh, you know, we talk about the program wins, right? Mm-hmm. Where when you win at a, at a level that the kids start believing that that's what's supposed to happen, then they prepare themselves as winners. They prepare themselves in the off season as winners and they get out there and play um, each and every week like they've got a chance you know i think that's a it's a a mentality thing that you know some schools like if if you go to school in shiner you know you expect to win every friday night if you go to school in referio you expect to win every friday night because that's what's happened for the last 30 years um and so there's that inherent uh pressure and you know it's it's a positive kind of pressure that that you have to win and have to do that and so it's just been it's just so new here you know and I, i think it's i think it's turning i think it's certainly uh, for the positive, I, I think the the kids are really bought into what we do. Um, my coaching staff is like a dream team. Right. In 3A football, I can't imagine having a, a staff uh, the level and quality of guys that I have here in Lago Vista and the job that they do, not only X's and O's wise, but just the relationships and getting these kids 
that if you see us play, you're gonna you're, you're gonna see kids that you just can't imagine that that they would be successful or that maybe they belong in in this level of a of a ball game. You know, because you know you want to talk about the you know the the big time recruits and the, and the big time players that make all these plays and and everybody wants to talk about the exciting stuff. Uh, and that's it's it's a little different how we get it done here. So um, it's. It's certainly turning for the better, I think, for sure. I think the kids believe they're supposed to win every week. I think they I think they just enjoy playing, and uh, it's just a fun atmosphere to be a part of on this team. Talking with Creighton Phillips, head coach at Lago Vista, here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Um, coach, this is a, you know, you, you mentioned the, the, the growth of this program. Um, I guess the the simple question is: Are you surprised that you're in a regional final? If I were to go back and and, and we're talking before before week one, and if I were to say, "Hey, by the way, you're going to be in a regional final," would you look at me sideways, or is this something that that you you could have seen coming, even despite the, the what we'll just say is the strangest off season of all time? Yes. Uh, no, I think that was kind of a within the coaching staff. This was kind of a goal of ours. I, I felt like this was something that was attainable. You know, not like we're a shoe in, you know, bet your last paycheck that we're going to be in the fourth round game. Um, but definitely we felt like the, the group of kids that we have um, collectively could really could really get it done if they develop uh, throughout the season. And so, you know, we love our kids. I think everybody looks at their own team with rose colored glasses and and uh, believes they can do things that you know, sometimes they can and can't do. But we certainly we thought this was a possibility. We're not completely surprised to be here. You know, I, I think we had some bumps along the road early. You know, we played a couple of tough teams in there, uh, had a couple of losses midseason, and, you know, we really have to get it together if we were going to be able to get to this point. And I've, I'm really proud of how the uh, kids have kind of pulled it together about the last uh, four or five weeks. Well, it's on to the next one, and that is Friday, 7 o'clock uh, in Leander at Bible Stadium, beautiful Bible Stadium, as you will get a familiar foe. You'll get a district uh, rematch with uh, the undefeated Lano Yellow Jackets. Um, they, they took the first matchup 44-27 in a, a game that I thought was a lot closer than the score may necessarily indicate. Um, I don't want to ask you to give away your game plan, but when you're up against, uh, what what do, what do you look at when when you're? Uh, I know you're already breaking down film. Uh, what are you up against on on Friday whenever you take on the Yellow Jackets? Man, these guys are good. Um, I would say this: the Yellow Jacket team is probably the most complete team we played against all season. You know, they're uh, balanced attack offensively. They are absolutely explosive. Uh, their skill kids or they're just solid everywhere. You know, a lot of times you look at a team and you, you try to find that weak link and attack it offensively or defensively. Uh, it's, it's tough to find that link with this team. They've got a, they've got a good offensive line, a very tenacious defensive line. And like I said, the skill players are uh, as good as anything we've seen. And it's across the board. It's not one guy. Well, you got to cover this one guy. You, you better cover them all and uh, don't let the quarterback slip out on you either. Um, and so going into this, you know, I think you have to figure out what it is that 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 you're good at that, that may give you an advantage one place or another, uh, just like you would every week. Um, and understand that patience um, is going to be, you know, is going to be key that, you know, it's going to be a battle. You know, if things work out the way that we'd like it to, it's going to be a fist fight all the way to the end. And so uh, I think our kids are they're prepared for that. 
uh, we've had that all through the playoffs. You know that we've we've had to we've had to play teams that um, you know maybe have more size than us or have more speed than us, and, and our kids are, have found a way to win. So I think they're looking forward to the rematch. I, I don't think you know ever losing a ball game ever leaves a good taste in your mouth. But uh, Lano is, is someone that we've played, even though we haven't been in district, we've been playing them for about the last five years or so, back and forth. We've been each other's homecoming. Uh, we've we've traded wins and losses with them. And so uh, they're a very familiar foe. And so we're excited to, to get to this level. And, you know, it's it's cool to have our district represented again uh, on both ends in the, in the regional final. Yeah, you can't say you guys didn't walk through a tough district if you got – both teams playing for the regional title. I'll certainly yeah, say that. Yeah. He's Creighton Phillips. He's the head coach of the Lago Vista Vikings, who will play 7 o'clock Friday at Bible Stadium in Leander against the Lano Yellow Jackets for a spot in the state semifinals. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the fantastic win last week, and uh, go get him on Friday. All right. Thank you very much. There he goes. Creighton Phillips, head coach, Lago Vista Vikings, joining us here on Texas Football Today. Uh, pretty remarkable. You know, this was a team – I'm not here to pat my own back – this was a team that we had picked first in their district. We picked them to win the district. Mm-hmm. Um, Lano, needless to say, did end up winning the district. Uh, but a team we had our eye on, um, and 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 a team that you know we thought you know we had heard from Coach that he thought they were going to be better this year. You know he thought that that having that kind of skills, uh, having some key skill position guys back, um, was uh, was going to be important to them. Now that said, I think we had them. F- third in the region behind Jordanton and the team they beat last week in, mm-hmm. in Vanderbilt Industrial. Uh, so it's a little bit of a surprise that they're here. I mean, but I think it's probably also a surprise that Lando's here. I think probably the surprise is that District 13 was as strong as it was. Yeah. And that's a big thing. So, look, it's 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 a remarkable story uh, for, for Lago Vista. Uh, you know, he mentioned it. This is a young program. They've only been around 20 years. I know that doesn't seem, that seems like a long time, but mm-hmm. in the, in the, the lifespan of Texas high school football, that's their babies, mm-hmm. their babies. And so, uh, you know, they had some great years under coach Alan Hare, who's now at Salado. Creighton Phillips comes in from Sonora and takes over this job. And, and, and what a, what a wrecking machine he's turned them into. And, yeah, you know, look, I'll, I'll just say this, that, that game against Lano the first time, this was about six weeks ago. Um, they jumped out. Boy, I want to say they might have been up like twenty-one ten or something yeah. like that. I think Lago Vista jumped out to a big lead, or, or at least a sizable lead. Lead, mm-hmm. and then um, in the third and then, quarter, and then it kind of turned on them, and and Lano pulled away. That is a game that, yeah, Lano won by seventeen. I think it was closer than seventeen, and mm-hmm. I expect a close game this week. So, yeah, uh, fantastic stuff. Appreciate Creighton Phillips for joining us here on Texas Football Today. We are at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Where was he at before Sonora? Okay. He was at Sonora, and then before that, he was at Garrison. Garrison, okay. Um, yeah, so he's been he's this is his third job. He's there were a there couple people that years. asked. Yeah, he was at Sonora before uh, before this. So we appreciate Coach Creighton Phillips joining us. Pickle, Dave Campbell's Texas football unveiled. It's week fifteen. Oop. <laughs> Got it. Pickle. Yes. 
Dave Campbell's Texas Football unveiled its Week 15 statewide Texas high school football rankings Monday at TexasFootball.com. The rankings are compiled by the Dave Campbell's Texas football staff. DCTF has published the state's most respected Texas high school football rankings for decades and is the official rankings provider of the Associated Press since 2019. Weekly rankings are revealed live on Texas Football Today every Monday at 12.36 and 46 seconds at texasfootball.com slash live, and complete rankings can be found at texasfootball.com slash rankings. A reminder, uh, 4A and below, including the private schools, they're done. Mm-hmm. We are not ranking them. They're in the playoffs, and as a result, they rank themselves. <laughs> if the number two team beats the number one team, then guess what? They should have been the number one team, and yep. they would have been the number one team. So there you go. Uh, but we still have 6A and 5A rankings to get to, and we will start first with the 6A Week 15 Texas High School Football Rankings. Where there's a few changes hither and yon. Specifically, uh, Cy Fair drops from number six to number ten, uh, and Cy uh, Bridgeland, uh, who beat them 41-29, vaults a spot to number eight or number seven in the rankings. Uh, the top five are unchanged. Katie Tompkins, by the way, also up a spot as a result of number six Cy Fair losing that game. Uh, top five unchanged: North Shore, Duncanville, Westlake, Allen, and Lake Travis. Uh, elsewhere, at the very bottom of the rankings, Galena Park North Shore hammered Humboldt Tascasita. They remain number one. We dropped the Tascasita from number 12 to number 20 as a result. We do still believe in the Eagles, but a bit of an ugly loss there. Uh, elsewhere, new to the rankings, nudging into the top 25, the Ra- Round Rock. Round Rock will make uh, their debut in the 6A rankings at 6-2. and two. Uh, Despite being idle, they were nudged up because somebody in front of them lost. So you can check out those 6A rankings. To 5A we go, where a little bit of movement, but it's all at the bottom of the rankings. The top 5 in 5A Division 1, the top 9 are entirely unchanged. That sets up a number 1 versus number 9 showdown between Denton Ryan and Frisco Lone Star this week. New to the rankings, number 10, Colleyville Heritage. Big winners over Burleson Centennial, 34-6. They bump out Richmond Foster, who did win 7-3 over Fort Bend Travis. But at this point, Colleyville Heritage, more impressive, deserving of the number 10 spot according to Dave Campbell's Texas Football. And to 5A Division II we go, where there's a little bit of shifting around. Uh, as uh, Lubbock Coopers come from behind, remarkable win over Wichita Falls Rider, vaults them from number 8 to number 6. Wichita Falls Rider tumbles from number 6 to number 9. Up a spot is Lovejoy, who beat Frisco Lebanon Trail. They're up a spot to number 8. The top 5 unchanged. Ennis, Alito, Fort Bend, Marshall, Huntsville, and Texas High are your top five in 5A Division Two? These rankings can be found at texasfootball.com slash rankings. We'll have one more week of these rankings, 6A and 5A, and then we're done. We're not doing rankings anymore, and you can't make me. So, uh, texasfootball.com slash rankings for the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press rankings. Now, Pickle. I got you this time. Don't you worry. <laughs> Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in conjunction with the Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Award, Week Award rather, to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each Monday at noon, 1239 and 45 seconds specifically, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it up to you to vote at TexasFootball.com on who should be the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week. Voting closes each Friday at noon, with the winner being announced here on Texas Football Today shortly thereafter. Your week 14. 14? Thank you. Oh my God. I'm just so not. Like, <laughs> week 14 doesn't exist in my mind. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, you're absolutely. asking me to rewire my brain. Every, yeah, every time I go to do the instant reaction videos, I go from the week 
what which one was it? Right. <laughs> well, and then it's really hard on here too because this is the week fourteen, even though technically we're on week fifteen, and I've got to wire my brain to do that. Trust <laughs> me. Anyway, your week fourteen, Mr. <laughs> Texas Football Player of the Week nominees. Seguin quarterback Michael Rodriguez went twenty of twenty-four for three hundred sixty-one yards and six touchdowns passing for Seguin. Big win for them. Clinton Horizon quarterback Jacob Quias went. Kios? It's got to be Kios, right? Q-U-I... Is it Q? Yeah, it's Q. Q-U-I-J-A-S. Oh, I thought you had it as an O. Kios. I'll say Kios. Uh, 14 of 19. 208 yards and three touchdown passing. 199 yards and four touchdowns rushing. He basically went 200-200. Yeah, that's For insane. Clint Horizon quarterback, uh, Jacob Kios. Hallettsville running back Jonathan Brooks... <laughs> Carried the ball 27 times for 501 yards and nine touchdowns. He also had, I think this is cute, he had six yards receiving, two tackles, and a pass break. Oh, my God. Yeah, Just that's, like that's averaging 18.5 yards. 501 yards and nine per carry. touchdowns. 18.5 yards Brooks. per carry. Like, Nuts. goodness. <laughs> Frisco Memorial wide receiver, wide receiver rather, Zion <laughs> Steptoe. Had five catches for 168 yards and four touchdowns receiving. So he had one catch that didn't end in the end zone. So good job. Great name. Yeah, Zion Steptoe is a great wide receiver <laughs> I name. I love that. Great wide receiver name. Elite. <laughs> First, uh, it's Midland League quarterback Mikey Serrano's back. 17 of 23, 198 yards and four touchdowns passing. Added 163 yards and a score on the ground. Buffalo quarterback Brett Hoffman's back. 418 yards and four touchdowns passing. He had 59 yards on the ground as Buffalo took down Rodgers mm -hmm. in a rematch of a district game, advanced their first ever regional final. Congratulations to the Bison. College Station wide receiver Dalton Carnes had, or Carnes. Carnes. Carnes, sorry. Seven catches, 211 yards, and four touchdowns receiving for College Station wide receiver Dalton Carnes. Fort Worth South Hills running back Chris Clayton ran for 194 yards and seven touchdowns and had a receiving touchdown as well. Holy cow. For the Scorpions running back. Mart athlete Rodrell Freeman. Who? <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> five carries, 185 yards, and two touchdowns rushing. To do that mental math. Mm-hmm. 80 yards and a touchdown passing. He returned a blocked punt for a touchdown. He had eight tackles, six tackles for loss, and a sack. Goodness gracious. In a regional semifinal. <laughs> because he he does is what he does, you know? Okay. Rod Rell's going to Rod Rell. <laughs> and finally, here's that's nuts. Listen to this. McCamey athlete Matthew Rosas. 11 carries for 116 yards and two touchdowns rushing. Good line. Mm -hmm. Six catches for 132 yards and two touchdowns receiving. Also a good line. <laughs> Eight tackles, two tackles for loss, a sack, and he blocked a PAT. Good night. Matthew Rosas uh, for Mr. Text Football Player of the Week. Those are your Week 14 Mr. Text Football Player of the Week nominees. Vote early, vote often, vote now at TexasFootball.com. Finally, Pickle, Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to honor one head football coach in each classification with the Coach of the Week Award. Each coach recognized with a special honor typifies the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 14, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coaches of the Week. In 6A, Sam Parker from Tomball Memorial. Coach Parker led Memorial to their first unbeaten regular season in school history in a tough 6A district, featuring the Klein ISD schools with a 48-20 win over Klein Oak on Friday. 
In 5A, Tony Johnson from Dallas W.T. White. Coach Johnson's Longhorns got a huge District 6-5A Division I win on Friday, knocking off Dallas Adams 22-20 to clinch not only W.T. White's first winning season in 20 years, but the Longhorns' first trip to the playoffs in 13 years. Wow. 4A, Cody Crane of Caddo Mills. Coach Crane's Foxes improved to 12-0 on the season. Stunning defending 4A Division II state champion Pleasant Grove, 35-31 to advance to the regional final. In 3A, Matt Fanning from Jim Ned. The Indians pulled one of the biggest stunners of the playoffs, jumping on, out to an early lead on Brock and coming through late to knock off the number one team in 3A Division I, 19-16. In 2A, Brady Carney from Munster. Coach Carney's Hornets stunned the number two ranked Hamlin Pied Pipers Friday afternoon with a 31-28 win after leading Hamlin 28-14. Or after after leading Hamlin. Okay, hold on. This is a this is bad grammar on my part. <laughs> Hamlin led 28-4. Or Hamlin stormed back after from a 28-14 deficit to tie the game, but the Hornets rallied late from a last-second field goal from uh, basketball star turned kicker Marty McCoy for the win. All right. That's, I should mention that is a girls basketball star Marty McCoy. Yes. Big weekend for girl kickers. Yeah. Let's go. In 1A, Cooper Thornhill from Blum. Blum. The defending 1A Division 1 state champs advanced to the semifinals for the second consecutive season with a gutty 60-52 win over Union Hill. Guys, Blum's doing that thing again. <laughs> they're gonna we, One more win and they're back in Jerry Blum. World. Blum. <laughs> Guys, Blum started the year unranked. Yeah. <laughs> and they lost like three or four. Remember, we like, were like, which, like, who has been disappointing? We were like, Blum, come on. Like the reason the reason we, they started the year unranked was they like uh, lost a ton they lost of guys everyone. last year's team. And we were like, oh, well, hey, great year last year. We're, you know. Yeah, you get your state championship and then you go back to, semifinal. you know. <laughs> and finally... In the private school ranks, Brent Goldman from Bastrop Tribe Consolidated, fueled by 352 yards and six touchdowns on the ground from Samuel Osborne. Goldman led the Warriors to a 60-23 victory over Austin Royals in the TAIO Division I State Championship, bringing home the program's fourth consecutive title. So those are your Week 14 Dave Campbell's Tech Football Coaches of the Week. Congratulations to all the coaches, and thanks for what you do for your teams. Play, uh, teams. What am I usually saying? Thanks for doing you. I know. Congratulations <laughs> to all the coaches, and thank you for all you do for your players, schools, and communities. That's what I'm saying. There you go. Good job, coaches. <laughs> yeah, good job. You know what I mean. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. All right, Pickle, let's round it all out with a nice campus crawl. Look at the 12 FBS teams in the state of Texas. Um, most of them were in action. Kind of. Most of them will be action, in action. Most of them are on the field. Most of them will be in action next week, too. But then it's like that's next week's like the last full week of mm -hmm. games. Yeah. Then kind of thins out. Anyway, we'll go in alphabetical order. We'll start with Baylor. Well, they won. They, yep. they won. They got their second it win of the year. It was ugly. It was ugly, and for long stretches of that game, they looked like the second-best team on the field. Yep. But came through late. Charlie Brewer, who's taken a lot of crap this year, Charlie Brewer did come through in a big way, led a, a late drive uh, to bring them to give them a chance for uh, for their their quarterback, uh, John Mayers, uh, to bang through a game-winning field goal as time expired. Uh, it was ugly, but sometimes when you're, when, when you're on a 
four-game losing streak, mm-hmm. you, you, you get a win however you can. It was not pretty, but um, I thought the defense... I don't know. Like, the defense, for the most part... Like, the defense played a game that they were good for 95% of the plays, and then, like, the other 5% were, like, total brain fart breakdowns. Yeah, that... And they went for long touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's basically what happened. Right. Because if, if you look at the scoring plays, right? Look at the scoring plays. Like, Malik Knowles had a 75-yard touchdown run, mm-hmm. right? Will Howard had a 24-yard touchdown run. Deuce Vaughn had a 38-yard touchdown run. Again, like, they were all, like, long plays. Yeah, they weren't and, taking them down to the yeah, end zone. Like, right. Like, the, the overall team stats, if you take out those big, ga- those big plays, are pretty good. Mm-hmm. But, like, against Kansas State. But, like, I don't know. The defense had a weird game. It's just an odd, bizarre game. Baylor's on the right side of it, so all's well that ends well. Mm-hmm. And that was also, I'll just say this, look at the remainder of their schedule. I'm glad they got that win. Yes. Because otherwise, there's a fair fair chance that they were going to finish the year on a uh, finish the year like one and eight. Yeah. And on an eight game losing streak mm-hmm. with their only win over Kansas because they got they're at OU and they play Oklahoma State. They're going to be underdogs. I would say significantly significant underdogs in both of those games. So I'm glad that they got that win mm-hmm. um, for Baylor. Next up, North Texas. Let's talk you about the Mean Green. Houston. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's talk about Houston. Houston, sorry. Houston did not play. <laughs> they play this week, though. Play SMU. They awesome. do. North Texas. I mean, it was, look, look, I mean, it's the same. Well, it's not necessarily the same thing. Because no. normally, normally the thing is, like, yeah, their defense has been uh, Basura. Yeah. But it's been the past defense. Yeah. And Frank Harris was, uh, now, now look, Frank Harris did his job. Mm-hmm. We'll get to him when we talk about UTSA. But you can't give up 443 yards on the ground. No. And, yeah. Ten like, <laughs> yards a carry. It was so bad. And that's what, like, Goof checks in. He goes, it looks like this defense did not prepare at all at for all. Sincere McCormick or Frank Harris to start running. And I said, that's literally the that's, only person that you need to prepare like for. Like, what they do is they run the ball. And they've started what to run the ball. What did you expect? They've started, to, they, uh, they've started to run the ball a little bit more uh, with uh, with Frank Harris. But, like, the other, that's what they do. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. They looked unprepared. And that's, like, I don't How know. How do you not prepare for the one person you need to be prepared for? The other thing that well, was really disappointing to me on the offensive side of the ball was the fact that I had said – um, in free money, like, okay, it looks like we finally found our guy in Jason Bean. You know, it's that's who we're going to roll with. He throws two picks, and it's like, okay, we're going to put Ani in, and then he doesn't yeah. do anything and throws a pick, and then, well, should we put Jason Bean back? It's like, make a decision and, well, and stick gonna, with it We're going to have point. to get to, when, whenever we're, like, down the road when we do, like, postmortems, North Texas's postmortem is going to be weird. Yeah. It's going to be weird because I think a lot of it... <sighs> I mean, uh, let's put it this way. I don't think Seth Luttrell likes any of his quarterbacks. No, I don't think so Or at least so he's not. At least he doesn't love any of them. No. You know what I mean? So it's like it. It's 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 such a bizarre year. They've got Louisiana Tech this week. We'll see if they play UTEP. They may only have one more game, so who knows? Um. Anyway, that's North Texas. Rice did not play. did not play. Supposed to. Didn't. Yeah. That game with UTEP got banged late. That game, late. That game was it Saturday Saturday morning. Saturday morning, yeah. Because I woke up and I was checking uh, the tweets. Yeah. And I think Brett McMurphy had tweeted that that game was getting delayed until that afternoon mm-hmm. because it was supposed to be 11 a.m. kick. Yes. And I think they were like, well, let's see if we can play this game at like 6. 
yeah. to see if like we can get these test results back. And I, apparently they came back and they were not good. Yeah, because they came back like an hour later at and about like, noon, nah, and the ESPN yeah. notification. Came and by the through. way, and, and by the way, like that. I mean, you look at Rice's schedule. Let me pull up their schedule. Um, they the, the, they have come out. The CUSA came out with kind of a new makeshift schedule. They're supposed to play at Marshall this week, mm-hmm. and then they're going to play uh, next week against against UAB. But like you're talking about, it's going to be a five game season for Rice. Yeah, and we knew it was going to be odd. Remember, they had the late start, and they were like, "We're not playing." Like we're like we're kind of like they just had a, a very odd schedule. Yeah. But then you add in these cancellations, and it's like they're going to end up being, you know, what they're one and two right now. Um, they'll be underdogs to both UAB and Rice, and those are both on the no, they, both they, on the they road get to host UAB. Host UAB. Okay, I was just going to say just because but, in this climate too, like those far away travel games like that, those are way more likely in my mind to be canceled because you can't just yeah. say let's wait for the test results at six when you're playing for someone sure. that you would have to hop on a plane and fly three hours to for get sure. to. For sure. Yeah. So there you go. That's uh, that's hoot rice. hoot. <laughs> Sad hoot. Sad. <laughs> SMU. What the hell? Yeah. What the actual hell? I guys, East Carolina is not very good. No. East Carolina came into this game two and six, and like a deserving two and six. Yeah. And they jumped all over them. It was forty-five to seven at halftime, and then like. SMU tries to mount a comeback. It gets a little interesting, mildly interesting late. But, like, make no mistake, that first half was not competitive. It's honestly, I the first time I saw the halftime score, mm-hmm. and I thought they had it reversed. I'm I like, did, too. Oh, they're up, 40, they're up 45-7 on them. Yeah. 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 Glitch. Yeah, no. Because I didn't watch the first half of that game, and then I flipped it on and was like, oh, my God, that's, that's accurate. Like, what in the world happened? Well, look. What happened was, like, what happened was that, like, SMU's offense completely, like, now I don't want to, we'll talk about both of them. The offense could not get anything going, okay? Mm -hmm. Their first half drives, punt, down, touchdown, fumble, punt, 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 touchdown, or yeah, uh, yeah, no, that was the end of of the first half, okay? So their first halves were uh, three, four punts. Five punts and a fumble and a turnover and downs. Their offense could not get anything going. And the offense, the defense was getting absolutely positively torched by East Carolina. East Carolina, guys. Like, not like not Cincinnati. You get torched by Cincinnati? Fine. Yeah. They're great. They're going to win the American Athletic Conference. Heck, you get torched by Memphis. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. How do you do that on the road? Like, it was, I don't know if that was a early kick on the East Coast thing or something, but they slept walk through the first half yeah. and it ended up costing them. So they're 7 and 3 now. They get a big game this week against Houston. I mean, they basically they had an outside shot of getting into the, uh, I mean, maybe if things fell their way, they had an outside shot of maybe making the AAC title game. Like, that's out the window. Yeah. Now. I mean, yeah, you had to win handily, then you had to win against Houston, and so then they have their, you need, like, one yeah. other thing to happen. So they, have their, they have their makeup against Houston this week. 8 o'clock kick? 7 o'clock kick, I think. They better get their act together before Houston. No, 8 o'clock. <laughs> Ooh, night game. Oh. Night game on Saturday. Be fun. Okay. There's that. Who's next? TCU. TCU. Yeah, this is weird, okay? Because, like, on one hand... Um, 
<laughs> Max Duggan is the weirdest quarterback line of all time. Yep. Max Duggan goes three for 11 for 96 yards <laughs> and three touchdowns. And by the way, all three of them were to tight ends. Pro Wells catches two and Carter Ware catches another. What in the hell? The, the, like the running the running game was pretty good. Yeah, right? they oh, ran yeah. the ball okay. And look, the defense for the most part. I mean, this game got this game. They got uh, you know eleven points in the second half. This game was not in doubt. But like, it was it was too. Here's what it was. It's a super bad team playing like a super bad team mm-hmm. in Kansas. And an okay team that kind of played ugly, but because they were playing a super bad team... It just kind of happened. It just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. I don't think Gary Patterson's going to hang that one in his office, is what I'm saying. No. I don't think that was super... Imp- I don't think they were they were, they, they were in love with that uh, that game. But, um, you know, it's a win. I was it's ex- what you do. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's weird that we're looking at a 36-point win on the road, and we're like, mm, I don't know. But, like, it was... If you watch that game, it was just a truly bizarre, ugly affair that, like... TCU won handily and they were never in doubt of losing but like in some ga- in games like this sometimes you're competing against yourself right exactly and like if they were competing against themselves then it was just like yeah Whoa. I mean ultimately doing a couple of explosive plays to run up the score and then just running the ball the rest of the time they they did it they jumped out what you were supposed to do in that matter but of course it's Gary Patterson versus Kansas that is just awful so you expect weird. You expect weird. Like, so, weird is a good way to put I'm it. I'm trying to make sure that I am not being, like, I'm not letting the Kansas stink rub off on TCU. Right. That, like, overall, it's a 36-point conference win on the road. Like, you take, you take that and you don't complain about it. I'm just saying that, like, I like Gary Patterson's probably watching that film and he's like, I don't know if I like what I saw. Mm-mm. Because if they came out and they played well, they could have won that game 100 to nothing. Yeah. So, there's that. Next up, Texas. Well, I mean, I guess we're going to start talking about Tom Herman, right? Like, I guess this is the point where we start talking about Tom Herman. Mm-hmm. Because I was under the impression that if they made the Big 12 title game, even if they lost it, mm-hmm. they made the Big 12 title game, I thought that I thought Tom Herman was definitely going to be back next year. Now, I don't know. Probably behooves him to win out. I'll say that much. Yeah. Because um, what? Who they Who do they finish with? They finish with Kansas State and Kansas, okay? Probably better win both those games. Lord knows Kansas State gives them hell every single time they play. Yep, and that has just got doomsday written all over it. This is a wounded Kansas State team. Still doomsday. Okay, so let's talk about the game. Um, I thought... (sighs) They should have won. I mean... I mean, there's a fair argument that they were the better team. They were. I mean, through and through most... they They didn't... Iowa State didn't lead until like the final minute. Yeah, like, you can't. You just can't give that up. No, I mean they they coughed it up. Make no mistake about it. Like they were they they played better. I thought Sam Ellinger was pretty disappointing. Um, I mean it's hard to say that when he ran for three hundred or threw three hundred yards, ran for another sixty five and a touchdown. But like he made some decisions that I thought were really. Like taking that, like taking that sack. sack? Yeah. Um, but How? Like that's the one thing you can't do. Well, and you're and a that's senior. A tough, that's a tough. I that's mean... a tough play. Um, I thought the defense played okay for most of the game, but they had a tendency to kind of give up the big important play, 
and that's that's a little bit disappointing. Um, that's the one thing like they couldn't they couldn't finish, mm-hmm. and that's kind of going to be the 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 story, right? Is that like this is this is a, a Texas team that I think is underachieving, plain and simple. Yep. They're they're not playing up to their paper, and you know, look, the chalk pick would be that they finish the year seven and three. Mm-hmm. And if you told teams, I mean, if you told somebody before the year that hey you were going to be seven and three like a three loss team i don't know if i don't know if he gets fired Mm-mm. if tom Herman gets fired i know everybody's got their dander up about urban meyer like we'll see but i don't know i i i think that there's this notion among texas fans it's a foregone conclusion that herman's getting fired i'm not there yet i don't think so yeah i mm. i think i think he might i don't want to be i don't right. want to be clear i think he might get fired but I don't think it's like done and dusted. He loses one of the next two games, oh, yeah. and I'm much more on the bandwagon. I think that this game showed a turn, like me at a turning point to starting to think that way. Yeah. Just because you cannot beat a team for yeah all, almost the entire game and then cough it up, especially in one like that where you were clearly the better team we against the one of the best you know, teams in the conference. Look, look, plain and simple. Here's, I mean, here's the the damning thing, right? I don't think there's really any case to be made that Matt Campbell didn't outcoach Tom Herman. Yeah. No, you can't. Because all now, it Matt did Campbell's, was take at the end. Now, Matt you know? Campbell's a great coach. To be clear, Matt Campbell's a great coach. He's probably going to get a bigger job than Iowa State. All due respect to Max Thompson. But you can't, like, if you're, if you're, Tom, if you're the head coach at Texas, you can't be outcoached by the head coach at Iowa State. Plain and nope. simple. It's the reality of it. So let's go from one team one team we thought might have an outside shot at the playoff to a team that may actually have a shot at the playoff. Let's talk about Texas A&M. Uh, it was not pretty. I thought that was maybe Kellen Mond's worst game as an Aggie. He was awful. And it's and and I've I've been I've been a I've been a Kellen Mond like you have always had his back when everyone else has been throwing tomatoes at I've him. I've been a, I've been a defender of Kellen Mond. Um and 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 I still I think he's a good quarterback. I think he just played terribly on Saturday. He does not play good. It was ugly. Oh, the play calling was pretty sketchy as well. Uh, Isaiah Spiller was great, but in the end, it came down to the fact that the A and M defense, and especially their defensive line, mm-hmm. was terrific. Yep, it was terrific. They absolutely like LSU had no running game whatsoever. Nope. Um, and this game this game ended up finishing twenty to seven. And a heartbreaker for free money, but like this was this was not it was twenty to nothing basically for the duration, duration. of mm-hmm. the second half, and like I never felt like LSU was coming back. No. Part of it is that I think LSU is, I think I don't think they're bad. I just don't think they're very good. I think they're super average. Their average is perfect. They're a real average football real team, mediocre. and that's what you should do against an average football team. It was not pretty, especially offensively, but. For a team in LSU, for a program that has that has you've just had all these problems with, like whether you're talking about needing seven overtimes to beat them or going to Tiger Stadium and getting your pants pulled down last year, mm-hmm. like that is to me, it's an important win for Jimbo Fisher mm-hmm. to get this win. And I think too, when you're looking at the playoff committee and stuff, they might still have a little bit of an LSU hangover. So that all that does is yeah. continue here's, to look better for Texas A and M. Yeah, here's the issue. Here's the issue for A and M. The issue for AM is that they got zero style points for this game. Yes. And, and they could have used And they're that. in the point, they're at the they're in the position, in my opinion, where they're gonna need style points. Like they're not mm-hmm. playing in the SEC title game. No. Right? In fact, they may I don't think they're 
technically eliminated, like Alabama could lose out. No, Alabama's only got one more game. So, no, they are eliminated from from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not going to play there. So what you've got to hope is basically you got to really – it's weird. you got to be a big Notre Dame fan. you yep. got to hope Notre Dame wins the ACC. They beat Clemson again. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to hope for that. That will get them in. Yes. Or you need to go and you need to beat the well, – for, okay, let's stop. You got to take care of your own business. First off. You got to win at Auburn. You got to win at Tennessee. Neither of those are necessarily fun. No. I okay? think that t- Tennessee game's sneaky too. Both those games are tough. You got to take you got to take care of your own business first. Mm-hmm. That's priority one. Then, if you're talking about how you get into the playoff, I mean, you got to start rooting for Notre Dame to win the ACC. Mm-hmm. You got to hope that like something goes cr- I oh have to say it's such a weird situation. Yeah. Uh but I think they're I think they're I think the committee wants Ohio State in. Oh, okay? absolutely. I feel, I think the committee's dream scenario. This is the committee's dream scenario, okay? This is again, if you think that they're actually picking the four best teams in the country, like You're wrong. That's cute. Um I think what they want is Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson and Ohio State in some order. Yes. I don't think they want A&M in the playoff. No. Plain and simple. Which now, I want AM in the playoff because yeah. that would be fun as hell. But like I don't think that they want AM in the playoff. I no. think they want those four. What you need is a little bit of chaos or some sort of reasonable argument to exclude one of them. The most likely reasonable argument, in my opinion, would be if Notre Dame beats Clemson in the in the ACC title game. Right. That's a two loss Clemson team. You gotta bump them out. Yes, and A&M has to get style points, especially in that Auburn game, considering how handily Alabama just beat Auburn. I feel like you have to go out there and put up those same numbers if you want to really get the style points on that Well, one. and you're in a weird position, too, because here's the other thing. You're in a weird position because you are chasing Florida, or Florida's chasing you mm-hmm. right now. You have the head-to-head. On one hand, you kind of want them to lose because then they're kind of eliminated from it, but then that hurts your own. Right, because you want them to make you look right. even better. It's a weird spot. If they go out there the and crap the bed, it's like, but, but well, that, does that win mean well, anything? Like, and that's why that's why this may be a problem. Mm-hmm. Because why beating LSU only by 13 at home may be a problem because Florida's still got LSU on the schedule at the end of the year. And Florida goes out there and they trounce LSU. And if this becomes a style point, like, do they then have enough style points to put them and vault them head to head over them? These are all a lot of talking points we'll have during the course of the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But for AM, you win, it keeps you alive. I don't think they necessarily did themselves any favor in the style points department, but priority one is get the W, and they did that. Yes. Okay. Next up is Texas State. I mean, I don't know. The The season is over for Jake Spavital. One thing, look, there's not a whole lot to say. They went out there and they got beat by a really good, like legit good Coastal Carolina team. Right, which they, we knew. They <laughs> gave up almost 600 yards to the law offense. It was not pretty. Here is what I think is interesting, is all the stuff around Texas State. And we'll do postmortems for all these programs, but all the stuff around Texas State. They didn't have a senior day. Mm-mm. And the reason they didn't have a senior day is because they apparently think pretty much everybody's coming back with the free year of eligibility. Yep. That would be huge. Massive. Especially you get Brady McBride into another year in that system and stuff like that. You get these, this offensive line another year of seasoning. You get this defense another year of seasoning. 
hopefully get some impact freshmen and you get some guys back from injury. Mm-hmm. Just watch out. They were 2-10 and 10 this year. I think that's a disappointing year, right? I think that's not up to what they wanted to be this year. Mm-mm. But there's, there are silver linings here. I'm not ready to give up on Texas State. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Texas Tech. I am ready to give up on the Texas Tech defense. Yeah. I mean, man, I mean they fought, but... Yeah, but... 543 yards. yards and 50 points. You just can't do that. Can't do it. Um, now, look, I thought the offense played really well. I thought Alan Bowman was real sharp. I thought he was really good in this game. Um, they ran the ball well. They played overall pretty well. Eric Zukanma is awesome. We knew that coming out of Keller Timber Creek. He's awesome. Um, Loke Fungi, our buddy, got a touchdown yeah. catch. Good for him. Um Look, I mean, it's the same song, different verse. The defense is terrible. They're mm-hmm. not going to fire Matt Wells. I no. don't think they're going to fire Matt Wells. I don't think that they should, I'll if we're chill. being honest. I'll chill. They're not going to fire Matt Wells. But I think it's becoming clear that they're gonna, they're, he's going to enter next year in, in a big, big year for mm-hmm. him. He's going to need It this. was the equivalent of what Tom Herman went into this year. But you can finish the year on a nice note. Next mm-hmm. week, you play Kansas at home. Go trounce them. Everybody rides off into the sunset with a f- uh, four and six record, and you just say, "Well, that wasn't super fun, but we got through it. Yep. Let's hopefully get all these guys back and run it back and be better next year." But the defense got to take step along. UTEP, we mentioned them uh, earlier. Um, there is a, a they're having another COVID shutdown, and I think there's a pretty decent chance that they're done. Like they're just done, done. They're not going to play anymore because, um, and and if that's the case. That would be pretty disappointing considering the fact that, you know, look, at this point, their record, they've only played, well, they played seven games. Good for them. But they haven't played, I mean, they haven't, they've, they've now had, of their last, good Lord, good Lord. Yeah, I don't think they've played in. Okay, let me read you this, okay? Because I guess I didn't. Other than Rice. see this, it's kind of shocking. Yeah. So they play their first five games. Right. Right. Remember, they were, they were three and two. Absolutely. Yeah, they were they like the hottest beat, team in Texas. They almost beat Louisiana Tech, too. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's that. Postpone against Southern Miss. Yep. Lose to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Postpone against North Texas. Mm-hmm. Cancel against Florida International. Lose at UTSA. That's a lot. Or UTSA. That's the last time they played. That was on October. Is that right? What's that date? Uh, November 14th. Yeah, okay, they played November 14th. But they had so many games canceled before So here's then. this. Then, UAB canceled. At Rice, canceled. Now this weekend, Southern Miss canceled. Mm-hmm. Three in a row. Their next last game is supposed to be against North Texas. You can't extend it any further. They're not going to play on the 19th. No. So, like, I don't know. If, uh, that They may just be done at three and four. It may just be it. Well, and I still, like I said, I can't imagine other teams being willing to go play them right now like no offense so they to played, them just they played, with the they've scope played, of everything they've played two games in the last two months yeah like they played they played two games since october 10th which sucks because they were they're fun to watch they're winning they're better we'll, you know we'll, we'll, that'll be another weird postmortem for them and now let's talk about let's talk fun things let's talk about utsa um i think utsa is like legit good like i think this is a good football team I think they have the one of the most dynamic players in the state, mm-hmm. in Sierra McCormick. I think they have a quarterback in Frank Harris that I think they're learning how to use. And I think that they're just fun. The defense, you know, it's secondary, but like they they are okay. Like they 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 make plays. Obviously that what they forced three turnovers uh yeah. two turnovers. 
forced two turnovers. Um, I thought it was three, two and a fumble, two interceptions and a fumble. Uh, I think they. I don't think they lost fumble. Okay. Uh, North Texas lost fumble, but it felt like they lost a bunch of fumbles. But they're there, and, and and credits Jeff Trailer. I think he's probably the conference USA coach of the year in his first year there at UTSA. I mean, they're seven and four. That's like legit excellent. And by the way, uh, that's the end of their season. They're going to go bowling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I guess I don't know. Um, but like, this is a UTSA team that is like the program is very clearly arrow pointing up and maybe they just needed a new voice in the room uh there at utsa uh but a fantastic win and yeah i'm 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 bought in man you know it's it's a you know well although technically are they gonna play they're gonna play a cusa title game aren't they yes well no my knowledge yeah and that's i mean depending on what they do with uab but like because uab two and one in conference but like right and i'm gonna be honest i don't see how since mccormick isn't the conference usa player of the year i mean there's no reason I, there's a couple i mean there's a couple people but if we want to i wonder if they're gonna give it to the marshall quarterback yeah to grant wells i wonder if they are but that's not here or there he is he's first team all conference oh, no yeah. doubt about absolutely. it absolutely um but yeah look this is a it's a great win for utsa and um and yeah to finish the regular season seven and four is a triumph. Well, and two, it's going to be real interesting to see how Jeff, Jeff Trailer starts to recruit because mm-hmm. we know he can do it. So mm-hmm. I don't. I mean. And by the way, he's suddenly got an opening, um, perhaps at the defensive coordinator position because you remember the thing with um, with Ty Nix. Mm-hmm. So he's at least he's he's on suspension or what are they saying? He's on leave. Yeah. He's on leave. I mean, they may need. You know, maybe you fill that with another ace recruiter on the yeah. defensive side. So. Great win for UTSA. Just fantastic. That's campus crawl. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts? Um, quick question that I thought was interesting. This one actually coming from Ed McElroy. And he said, if you're A&M, would you rather get blown out in the playoffs or win a New Year's Day bowl game? No, you and go you go to the playoffs. You go to the playoffs 100 times that's out of 100. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Because I'm sorry. Like, that's the thing. That is, that it, A&M's been to the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Right? And been to the Cotton Bowl. If you're talking about taking the next step as a program, mm-hmm. it's the playoff. You be one of how many teams have ever made the playoff? Nine. Yeah. Teams make the playoff. Like if you add them into that, I mean, there's no doubt you take that. Well, and my other thing is too. It's like we always say, like you can compare it to Texas high school football. If you get to the state championship, yep. you can get blown out, but your name goes down in the history books. If yes. you the the hardest round is that semifinal round where you're just close but yeah. you don't get into the history books and that's my and thing the, and the, you go big every single time the, even if you get blown out the equivalent of that would be making the playoff yeah you gotta make the top four if you make the top four that's you take that 100 times out of 100 yeah then you can go get blown out but you yeah. made it right all right that's gonna do it for us thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us follow us on twitter at dctf like us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbells follow us on instagram instagram.com slash dave campbells and of course see us at texasfootball.com thanks to creighton phillips head coach of the lago vista vikings for being our guest for ashley pickle i'm greg tepper vince young please get your player of the year trophy we'll see you tomorrow texas football today mm-hmm.